0: Thank
1: allegiance to provide meaningful content provide Provide meaningful meaningful content content. don't get offensive don't get offensive glorify the music royalty glorify the music royalty
0: catch the
1: roundabout
0: stringer here lee present and it's time to catch the roundabout roundabout. you know i think it's time for the jeff beck show beck oh jeff yeah jeff not the guy who sang loser uh not that guy um Jeff Beck, Jeff Beck, Jeff Beck, the rock royalty, rock royalty, the rock god. Yeah, one of the The Lord in some, in some, in some some universe. Like people claim he he might be one of the greatest guitar players ever. And I don't like just throwing that around. He's got the pedigree, reputation, and the body of work, and sound, and moving forward. and
1: he's a musician's musician too. I mean, he is.
0: He's all these things. And so, for people that are listening, going, "Who's Jeff Beck?" We, you can still listen. It's okay. Jeff Beck is a rock and blues player from England in the 1960s who came up th- with from bands such as the Yardbirds and then formed his own group, the Jeff Beck Group, with Rod Stewart yeah. and people like uh, Ronnie Wood. And mm-hmm. then he would go through, uh, like Beck Bogart on a piece. Oh, yeah, he, he had many faces. I mean, he's a guitarist right?
1: that always... Uh you know, lived in a moment, explored his uh, his own
0: when, current sensibilities. You know, so, he liked vocals, yeah. vocalists to a degree, and then he said, "Ah, no more vocalism." Blow by blow, when it came out in 1975, produced by George Martin, was his first exploration into let's call it yeah. jazz rock. And then we have Wired, so right, right? and, and Wired
1: is inspired by uh, Wired by vo- you spectrum by Billy Kahneman yeah wired Carbone. was more yeah. like like if jazz, if jazz
0: rock fusion was was blow by blow wired was definitely fusion mm-hmm. wired was like like a push gear into that and then by the time he got to 1980 he made a more with Jan Hammer uh keyboardist drummer from uh, New Orchestra he was trying to really re-excite yeah. fusion which had you know fusion was kind of done mm-hmm. and then he was taking his guitar and putting the stamp into the type of music Jan Hammer would take into the Miami Vice team in the mid-80s, something uh-huh. where he's like, look everybody, this is how a mood works, yeah. and on a level that was just exciting because it was widespread and it was um, mm-hmm. hitting people where they wanted to be hit, which was watching a TV show. But Jeff Beck then, after he does There and Back, he's more sporadic in the 80s. And they did the live album as well, yeah. Uh, and yes, he had a, he in the seventies, they did guitar j- shop in j- the eighties. Yeah. Uh, but then, but the, the, the album he did that was controversial in the eighties was Flash. Flash was a vocal album, yeah. and it had Rod Stewart on a cut, it had Jim Hall on a cut. And yeah, people get Ready. I it, it was yeah, a, and it had it, it, it had was a, wonderful. It was great. It people had, get Ready, the good stuff. His playing yeah. on the album was wonderful. Uh, the the sheen put over the album was a Nile Rodgers sheen of. Pop production, but what's funny is if you listen to that album, his guitar will always blast through and mm-hmm. take you. So even if there's an attempt at a uh, poppy well, song, wrong. his was, guitar yeah. was always coming through. And you kind of, you kind of were curious enough. And if you listen to at least two songs towards the end of the album, instrumental, you can hear the beginnings of Miami Vice coming right out from Jan Hammer. And then again, then he does some guest spots here and there. You know, there was no Jeff Beck album until 1989, Guitar Shop. Which was with tony hymas who also played mm-hmm. on their back and terry, terry Cross, bazio yeah. as a trio they toured with Stevie Ray Vaughan, and you were like oh wow so in the 90s a little sporadic again by doing uh he did a tribute to gene vincent uh the the, uh, play, the what do you call it one of the rockabilly mm-hmm. player yeah. from england
1: and, and then who he, else was it was at
0: 90s or it was yeah. 90s and then and then by the time he got to the later part of the 90s he made the album uh who else which was like electronica fused with guitar pyrotechnics and composition and blues, and it was exciting once again, but no vocals. And he took and then he did a stream of other instrumental albums that went into the early two thousands. Uh, Jennifer Batten was in the was on one. She, she does she sang Rolling and Tumbling on one of the albums. Mm-hmm. Then um, he, he did an uh, album with lots of vocalists and
1: stuff. Like and that. That, lately he's been kind of doing. Uh, like here and there, some
0: covers with many different yep. singers. and Live albums with but singers. But he always
1: remained, uh, his guitar remained there. I saw always. him
0: only yeah. myself in 2014 with mm. our mutual friend Leo. Mm. And Maybe we were at the same concert. No, where, where was it? It was I, up in the Capitol I Theater. Him,
1: I saw him two times. Oh, no, no, yeah, you went and he had a the singer there, yeah. And you were backstage there. Yeah, Jimmy Hall. But I, uh, yeah, I, I saw him a few years before that. I saw him two times once. I think it was yeah. Roseland or Hammerstein in uh, in the city, and that was great. And he actually played Stratus by Billy Carbon right and right. and uh, Spectrum had uh, Jan Hammer as well. So that's all connection of uh, of styles and uh, musicians that kind of uh, that play on right. each other's albums. And actually, Tommy Bowling was his opening band right. uh, on a tour when unfortunately, when, uh, Tommy Bowling, unfortunately his demise. So, uh, so yeah, there are so many connections there. Very many. yeah. And, and like going back to Yardbirds, going back to his beginnings, you know, and uh, oh, by the way, talking about movie appearances, you
0: know, we had episodes on musicians in movies, Jeff Beck, Blow Up. Blow Up, Blow Up, Blow Up. He was in that. And he, oh, I think, blow up. And I think <laughs> he, yeah, anyway, Blow Up, because I know there's a movie called Blow Out, and that, oh, he, that was. we went through yeah, that yeah, once. Uh, but, but Blow John Up.
1: Trapp, John John
0: Blow Up had Jimmy Page and Jeff Beck on the stage yeah. in the yard breaks. oh yes 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 breaking guitars and, and then, and, stuff like and, then and not cleaning up I've now I, I can't remember if Jeff Beck is in he's in something else is it Twins he was in the movie was he in the movie Twins I mean, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. With also <laughs> I think he I think he was playing somewhere now these are the ones I'm not sure about I can't remember if he was in I he might have been in Twins kid. for a tiny bit and um, no he he played on the soundtracks the things I was thinking of but he might have been playing on a stage two, but we'll review that. Yeah. So don't As come a, down. A, another essential information, please. Very essential information.
1: They filmography by Jeff Beck. I'm sure there's going to be something else. Yeah, well, he, up is the is the one. He he was. Yeah. Um, and then who else was in Yardbirds? I mean, there were. I mean, you, we had besides Jimmy yeah. Page
0: and and. Uh, um, I mean, the and thing is, Smith the song that that was really interesting that connects. To where it would go to, like a black mall would be still I'm sad, yeah. because the original black version almost made that We're <laughs> like, whoa. Yes, yes. still I'm sad has that 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 mm. choral Gregorian melody of whoa, and, perfect. <laughs> perfect, my brother. around Sad. That. and and you and Jeff Beck is playing into this hundred percent on vocals, and then and and it's like no other Yardbird song at all, and then you get. You move into the 70s. Was he on that recording? Yeah. Oh. He's on well, that. And then I you have... Recording. And besides, he did, did like Heart Full of Soul. But like Shams in the, in the 70s, cool. when Richie Blackmore said, okay, I'm going to do Still I'm Sad, it does point to the fact, as in interviews, Richie Blackmore had said, hey, he's a Jeff Beck fan, likes him, mm-hmm. loves him. And then, not only doing the hey, instrumental um, version, but then a vocal version with Dio live later. By the way, talking about Richard Blackmore, and
1: Ja'Bag, this is an album we haven't mentioned before. There's an album called Green Bullfrog. Yes. Where they play on the um, same tracks, actually, and they sound amazing. Uh, it was an album that, uh, because they all had their uh, obligations with their record company, so they couldn't perform under their real names. Right. So, everybody had kind of a Mm. and uh, we kind of can just tell who was on which song by you knowing their styles <laughs> so that's the that's interesting but Green Bullfrog check it out there's a title track amazing jam the thing
0: for Richie Black uh, for Jeff that, that makes a guy like Richie Blackmore like a Jeff Beck mm-hmm. is Jeff Beck is the only so the, the holy trio from the Yardbirds all talked about forever is always Eric Clapton Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page, mm-hmm. and that triumvirate of guitar players made up rock music going into the seventies. You know, starting off after Yardbirds, Cream, yeah, and Led Zeppelin. Right, was supposed Led Zeppelin, to be a New Yardbirds, and okay. right, <laughs> and and Jeff Beck, out of those three guitar players, and is the only one that actually kept updating his craft, updating his sound, working constantly, not just really on technique but making sure he never got stale. I'm not insulting Jimmy Page or Eric Clapton when I say that, because when you look at the difference of the players, and I'll be very fair, it's like Eric Clapton had all three. He could sing. He could, you know, write and play his guitar and be an artist. Out of the three guitar players, now, Jeff Beck doesn't really write. He wasn't a writer. He wasn't a composer. Uh, Jimmy Page is a guy that could sit and oh, play chords and make he, and probably the most and make all his uh, yeah. song. He could songs just, with, he could, yeah. he just craft songs mm-hmm. with his guitars and you know it doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to be updated. It's just a wonderfully mm-hmm. amazing. So those three differences in those three guys, but out of the three of them, you wouldn't get an argument out of Eric Clapton or Jimmy Page that the guy that really pushed his sound, you know, into the The other stratosphere of being inventive and creative would be Jeff Beck. And Jeff Beck does it in different ways. So when you looked at when he got tired and bored of something, he'd move on and try to update again. And that's why he broke up his little bands. He got When he first heard um, the Jack Johnson album from Miles Davis with John McLaughlin on it, he said that's the thing that sent him to do blow by blow. Mm -hmm. And then if you look at where he's always listening and and saying okay, I want to do something different he made that album, uh, Jeff in 2003, and when you listen to it, you're like, wow, there's a lot of stuff going on, he thanks David Torn for uh, arranging his sounds you know, he gives him credit for helping him do things and David Torn, wonderful guitar player, fantastic does a lot of different things but I just love the fact that there's a you know, our respect to of, a, of the eyes of uh and ears of a you know, jeff beck to go to him and, yeah, and really, he,
1: he went beyond genre
0: you know he was really guitarist guitarist he was a guitarist guitarist that showed up everywhere and anywhere and sometimes people just don't know that he was on things and he's just playing uh, but was, that's was his famous thing just show up and play he was offered to be in the Stones obviously mm. he was offered to be oh in, yeah interesting who, who are yeah.
1: the uh, like guitarists that got offers from some, the Stones Rory Gallagher Gallagher was the other one yeah how interesting is that
0: it's, it's very very, very uh,
1: unusual that, and these are really you know strange choices because these guys are too good too good on their own and they else, you know they knew
0: it though they knew take it somewhere else Jeff Beck's like I'm not going to play three chords after you know Practicing to play so much more, which is a little bit. Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, I, because I think in their music is, uh, and I love Rolling Stones. I mean, that was yeah. my one of my first loves uh, as bands. And uh, but I think in their music, in their composition, probably there's not enough for him to explore. No, you know?
0: and he would have. He would have. They, they would have to change the, the style. He, I think uh, he know. he would have got bored and left. I mean, things happen where, like in the 80s, when they made People Get Ready, Jeff Beck did the uh, return favor of playing on Rod Stewart's album, and he did the song and video for Infatuation, and it was a cute song, mm-hmm. with a nice Jeff Beck guitar solo with Whammy, he's in the video, everything's cool, and then there's the announced, oh, Jeff Beck and Rod Stewart's, I'm like, I'm in. So they played, and then, and then he pulled off the tour very quickly, Jeff Beck. Mm-hmm. And Rod Stewart had a problem. I think at the time, there were tickets ready. Jeff Beck pulls out. This is in New York, and then they were like, uh, "Okay, hey, let's give away tickets." And you know, and then they had it on like Channel 11 on TV, and it was Rod Stewart. No insult to Rod Stewart his music. I didn't prefer from the late 70s into what he became in the 80s, but. It would have been, you know... I mean, there
1: were many connections, I not have anything about Rod Stewart and uh, Jeff Beck. There yeah. was Carmen Peace, he's a good connection there. Yeah. Beck, Bogger piece. There, yeah. was, there was this album. And then Carmen Peace became member of Rod Stewart band, and he was actually the writer of Do You Think I'm Sexy? Yes. He, he actually wrote that song. He gave a uh, part of uh, royalty he shared with Rod Stewart or something like that. But it's actually his song, and I think it still brings in lots of. Uh, it does, and he talks. Uh, lifestyle, I guess. And he, <laughs> he talks
0: about it, and it's so. So I think it's like um you can visit different periods of Jeff Beck yeah. and just pull out, just listen to the sound. The first Jeff Beck group album, Truth. Because I don't I mean, before Truth pa- is really a killer album because that's this. And this
1: cola is. And mean, two albums with really the murderous like, man. Yeah, I mean that actually. You know, really kind of define the uh, format of uh,
0: hard Zep- rock album. Well, I mean. Led Zeppelin would
1: take from that from yeah. that format. And you think about the kind of you have a blues song, mm-hmm. then you have kind of like, ballad, then you have kind of rock kind of uh, approach. So
0: mm-hmm. it's really uh, yeah, Truth really kind of really influence so many people. Truth is an irresistible album. Yeah. I almost want people to listen to it because they may not want to and say, ah, oh, what's this? You know, right? So, but when you listen to it and the, and the the melodies. It was recorded very well, it was produced mm-hmm. very well, so it doesn't spend time in too much one place. They redo Shape of Things, they do Morning Dew, you know, there's some blues, uh, Old Man River, there's some appearance from Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones on the album, and you've got an instrumental or two, including uh, Bex Bolero, uh, which I use as a ringtone on some people, <laughs> and then he does that beautiful version of Greensleeves, which had to be an appeal for Richie Blackmore to do a nice instrumental version of Greensleeves. He was ahead of his time just by doing that. Not that John Coltrane uh, no, no, no. didn't do it, because uh-huh. he did it, and, 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 and but but when you listen to all these little things, you can take the first album and say, wow, we got some instrumentals, we got some ballads, we got some blues things, we got some remakes, and when you get to the, the last song on the album, uh, Ain't Superstitious, you really got a kind of a, a good FM rock radio staple, blues song you can kind of sing along with, which has the, whereas when Rod Stewart's singing, Jeff Beck's singing also with his guitar with those wow, 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 wow. He responds with noises almost as if he's a cat, right? Mm-hmm. Because you ain't, you know, I ain't superstitious, a black cat crossed my path. Wow, wow. It's almost like a cat meowing and, and, and giving the noises of a mm-hmm. cat. But I mean, better, but better. <laughs> much, much better, of course. When you get to the the Beckola to album, you uh, you got a little Elvis Presley going on there, right? Oh, uh, uh,
1: by the way, I have to uh, have to make a confession here. uh Oh, you know, I have a LP uh, version. Actually, I have uh, two copies of Truth. One is single version. The other one is Truth and Beckola. And that one, the cover of the record got very kind of stretched out and uh, and damaged because throughout my years of working in restaurants Mm -hmm. whenever i would come back home and uh, bring my cash tips Mm -hmm. i would put them in an envelope Mm -hmm. and they would go into that double album record wow so so it's treasure record a lot but that record i will never sell because it's like so so important for me personally and that's what this show is all about, okay. it's about our personal connection with our
0: heroes. And now I have another, th- I'll, th- I'll throw this one at you and I'll leave the name out. So when I first went to take bass lessons, they were from my bass teacher, um, who was introduced to me from my brother's drum teacher of youth, my brother's six years older than me, and you know, no one ever thought I was going to play the bass. So. When I met her, she was a very educated, eclectic, very talented person who knew musical theory to death, who was trained by Rick Laird from the Vishnu Orchestra. And I remember her, when I, when I asked her, so I get Truth, and um, I'm like, oh, i got to learn to play <laughs> um, Rock My Plimsoll, boom, boom, boom. And I used to be able to play that because I just wanted to play so, Ron Wood's playing bass, and she's like, oh, I, I gotta tell you something. I'm like, what? Says she was uh, Ron Wood's girlfriend for two weeks. <laughs> In that time. In that time, when he played bass. I love
1: New York. I love New so, so York. So, I'm like,
0: I'm like, okay. I go, that's even cooler, because if you want to tell me that you knew Rick Laird, and you knew Ron Wood, and I'm taking bass lessons from you, that's great. There's a better story. I got no problem with that. <laughs> so, you know, they're, 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 I had the personal connection to... That album, or that feel about that album, it, it, I, I recommend. Look, I I love the fusion stuff, and I love all the other stuff. But you, they're very—it's a very warm record. And Jeff Beck is endeared because um, he no, not there. I'm not saying there aren't because you got guys like John McLaughlin, you know, technique. But John McLaughlin lists Jeff Beck as an influence mm-hmm. on his music bio. So he mm-hmm. he he's touched everybody, including like a Robert Fripp and people that say. Oh well, who's your influencer Have you listened? Jetpack appears on all these lists mm-hmm. because he was so true into his instrument. Maybe not trying to be a rock star. Wanted to work on cars when he, uh, you know, sitting around just working on cars. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's married what six times. He's he's signed, He's like, look, i uh, music is I my know
1: that element.
0: <laughs> music is my you know my muse. Mm-hmm. So you know nothing second place. And he, t- but he, he appears on records with people like Seal. Uh, he did that uh, version of Manic Depression, he'll appear yeah. on with Sting, he did a uh,
1: uh, guest appearance on Yardbirds, that uh, album from 2000 and something where they invited all of the like guest musicians and it's a re- really good album, and that was a great tour, I-, I saw them live there, and then he has a nice guest appearance on uh, Paul Rogers' Muddy Water." Right,
0: right, so, and, and also, yeah. let's not leave it out. The Roger Waters album "Amused to Death," which we had discussed mm-hmm. on another show, and and of course uh, uh, he's in the video. And he, you know, why not just focus on him playing? Because why not? Why not exploit the fact that he's there? So Roger Waters didn't exactly mess up by saying, "Hey, look, I got Eric Clapton on this album." Hey, look, I got Jeff Beck on this album. You know, good choices, good taste. Good choices, good taste. Works out really well and. You almost you just want more from Jeff Beck. He hasn't put a studio album out since 2010. I think that there was something. I mean, the covers and those. uh, I think
1: that was the ones. uh, The ones with uh, guest singers.
0: Commotion and commotion is 2010, produced Mm -hmm. by Trevor Horn. That was 2010. That's correct, sir. And Mm -hmm. and you know what happened? Time goes like that. And then what happened is when he was touring in the in the past 10 years on one of those tours was someone you and I met. I know I met him, Nicholas Meyer. Uh-huh.
1: Oh, yes, Ni- yes, yes. He, Nicholas uh, Meyer
0: was... Yeah, he played with him. He was gracious enough to meet me, and as you call him Leo, I call him Leonardo. We went to a tapas bar with him uh-huh. before the show, and when I went backstage to meet... Uh, I met all of Jeff Beck's group, uh-huh. but Nicholas very nicely said to me, you know what, probably better you don't just walk up to Jeff. He's like that, he just wants to be... But meanwhile, all these people are walking up to him and fawning, and then I'm like, Yeah, I'm glad I didn't. I, uh-huh. I gave him the eyes. I'm looking at him mm-hmm. like, Yeah, I see you over there. Okay, uh-huh. and I'm here too. All right, and you know, I met his bass player. So and he,
1: we're so close to, uh, yeah,
0: the... I'm like, I'm like, you know, I could go over there and meet you right now, but you know what, I choose not to. Good, graceful, graceful, right? So, uh-huh. the, the story of Jeff Beck goes on as long as he wants to keep playing, we'll keep listening. Uh, He's always doing something, and if you have a chance to see him live, I recommend you do, because there's nobody else like him. And to hear more about wonderful players, guitarists, artists, you will have to stay in the future and really join us to catch the roundabout. (laughs)